regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features of show. Welcome to the Regular Features podcast. There's only two of us this week because of emergencies in lives. <laughs> it's the same every week, though. So get used to it, baby. <laughs> that almost I thought you were going to say because of a murder. Because <laughs> of murder and the job for you, detective reader, is to work out who the fuck done got killed from the podcast. But I can tell you who's remaining. Mm, please do. Me is name Steve Hogarty. <laughs> and I'm Joe Scrabbles. I speak in something that's more English. <laughs> uh we also do have contributions, we should say. From a certain John Logblythe mm. this week. And, well, while Gav and Matt have not accounted for their absences, uh, Log has. Log mm. has a sick note from his mother. And we will play it in full. Right now. Good afternoon, Joe, Steve, Barry, Simon, or whoever's managed to set aside this week an hour from their busy schedule of hanging around the local park interfering with dogs. I am writing to sadly inform you that Log will not be able to attend the podcast today because he's a rotten bollock who's been floating around my garden like an absolute twat. I tried to tempt him down with a Zinger Tower burger, but he was having none of it, so I ate it myself and tried to bat him indoors with a tennis racket. But he just used some of the air in him to fart himself up and a bit out of my reach, and going like this... I don't know if you know how annoying it is when you're trying to get your son indoors to eat his turkey dinosaurs and all he wants to do is fart in your hair. But let me tell you, he's in trouble when I finally get him down. That much I can tell you. Anyway, he floated off into next door's garden and I've I've not been on speaking terms with them since I dumped a load of chicken bones on the bonnet of their Picasso and screamed, Have a shit Christmas, you plums! through their letterbox. So if you think I'm knocking on their front door and asking for my stupid son back, you've got another thing coming. And you can keep entertaining more thoughts until you think, no, I am not. And then you can stop thinking more thoughts because that's the one. That is the last thought you will ever have. Needless to say, this isn't the first time I've had to write a letter for him because he's been playing silly cunts. Here are a few of the other letters. I've got them in a folder. Dear Mr Bateman, can Log be excused from P.E. today because he's half deflated and getting weighed down by his string? And I'm not cutting the string so he can float a bit higher, because he'll just fart around on the ceiling and I'll get my mads up and do something I regret. Dear Mr Stenhouse, I'm sorry my son didn't make it in today so you could pop him with a medical pin, but he's rubbed some wool on his tummy and is now stuck to the wall. Dear Professor Dumplings, my son will not be able to attend potions class today because he is literally a balloon with a face drawn on him and has no agency and certainly no sentience beyond the malicious intentions that I project onto him. So, anyway, I hope you all have a lovely podcast without my inflatable arsehole of a son. God knows what you talk about with him anyway. Literally the only sound he can make is... <coughs> I'm amazed you haven't noticed. Anyway, thank you very much. Goodbye, goodbye. How did, how did you turn this thing off? Christ, my fanny itches. So, thanks, Logs Mum. Don't know Log's mum's name. It's just Log's mum to me. Or one word with a normal out over Mega the Log. You. Log mum. And uh, that's fine, I suppose. Uh, but what we are going to do is we do every time, half of the time, when me and Steve are alone together in a room. We're, it's micro-feature time. 
How many features can you fit in one episode of a regular features podcast? It's always six. (laughs) (laughs) Although that one time, other time, it was five. I listened back to it and I'd realised, I can't remember which one of us hadn't written all three. But what we've got this week, two from me, two from Steve, two from Login Absentia. It's a fucking bonanza. And it's going to be real quick and it's coming at you right now. I feel really frightening at the end. And now it's time for the first of Steve's rapid mini fire mini feature featurettes. Yeah, abridged. <laughs> like a like a novelization of a film. I have been playing the stock market. Just call me a regular Gordon Gecko. Have you been using Robin Hood? I've not is... been using Robin Hood, which is often advertised on rival podcasts. Yeah, I've been using. Sheriff of Nottingham. Oh, nice. Invest. Give uh, it all to me. Yeah. Yeah, it goes right into his greedy money bags. We take stocks from the poorest businesses. <laughs> and give them to Alibaba. <laughs> I wish I hadn't said Alibaba. That was one of my joke stocks coming oh, up. <laughs> bollocks. Um, I started investing in the stock market about mm. two years ago, Joe. And it's um, it's given me so much experience. As to what a bull market is. Oh, a what? Bull markets, you wouldn't know because you don't work for <laughs> the city's primo free financial paper. It is a really long title that they have on the front of your newspaper. Brit- city's primo <laughs> financial newspaper. Free financial, free financial newspaper. newspaper. Sorry. Yeah. Here are my six. six let me count them. Yes, there are six of them. Yep. These are top tips. And th- let me tell you, Joe, these do constitute financial advice. <laughs> okay. And you can sue me. Oh, right. And the rest of the regular features team. Yeah. If you take this advice and lose your money. Because let mm-hmm. me tell you, your money is not at risk when you invest using my tips. And your investments, the value will go up. They'll only go up. Only go up. <laughs> up, up, and away. If you follow my sage advice. Mm-hmm. And I don't often call my advice sage. No, you don't. That's not that. an adjective that I would lazily reach to. I mean it when I say, this is some sage-ass advice. Okay. Number one. Yeah. The coffee grounds at the bottom of your mug will spell out the name of the stock you should buy next. You buy shares by writing them on a piece of paper and posting it to the NASDAQ. (laughs) A good number of shares to buy is 12. 12 shares. 12 shares. In one or 12 different? Uh, 12 shares of one stock. Okay, yeah. Uh, Two. ETFs are collections of stocks that all begin with the same letter, Mm. such as Apple, Amazon, or Atari. Or stocks that all smell the same, like Sony, Tesla, and Alibaba. (laughs) Wow. Think of them like a bouquet of stocks that you might place on the grave of an investor. (laughs) Tip number three. To sell a stock, you must howl its name into the sky during a blood blood wolf, super wolf blood moon. Oh. Which happens seemingly every couple of months (laughs) these days. Yeah, we're always out looking at the moon. Moon's got all special now. It's got constant new names. Climate change. (laughs) The moon gets bigger. (laughs) But watch out. Selling a stock can really hurt a company's feelings. To avoid appearing rude or impolite, it's a good etiquette to never sell a stock. So can I just ask, when you say howl the name... At the moon. Yeah. Uh, is it the name in full 
or the three-letter airport-style acronym that they the, use. The ticker. Yeah, the ticker one. you got to shout the ticker. App! But, yeah, exactly. What for? You have to pronounce it as though it's a word. Yeah. Awesome. Stock tip number four. Mm-hmm. The stocks that always go up are Intel, Coca-Cola, and Google. <laughs> Keep them a secret, or else everyone will get too rich, and mega-yacht collisions will skyrocket. <laughs> Or should I say sea rocket? Nice. That's a, that's a, a horse. See, that's horse biscuit. Yeah. Oh, horse biscuit, yes. Dog biscuits. Dog biscuits and sky horse. Sky horse. <laughs> tip number five, invest in mega yachts repair companies. Mm. And tip number six, tracker funds invest in a broad section of the market and are for women and cowards. <laughs> that's 100% true. Milk me, and then just hold me, because my name is Juicy Susan. I don't know if you've seen the heartwarming news of the week. Do you know the uh, that famous actor, Richardy Grant? Yeah, Richardy Grant. Richardy Grant. <laughs> That's because uh, he's South African, so that's how they say it over that's there. That's true. Is it South African? He's from Swaziland. Swaziland. I don't now, know if that exists anymore. Swaziland is... Zimbabwe. He's from Swaziland, Yeah. which is now known as Eswatini. Is he really? Yeah. I thought it was one or the other of Zimbabwe or South Africa. Either, Eswatini. It's either the centenary or the 150th anniversary of uh, Swaziland's independence... Wow. And to celebrate it, they just changed the name of the country. Did they change flag? No, kept the flag. Cowards. That's pathetic. They've got a cool they've got a cool president. Um or a king, he's a king. Okay. Well, that's why he's so cool. Yeah. Cuz he's like I'm president. Everyone but check out this hat. <laughs> that's that's what he's up to. Uh Richard Grant, I don't know if you saw, he mm-hmm. posted on Twitter pic- three of the same pictures of his face and then in the corner of the image uh he wrote a lovely letter, or he posted a lovely letter he'd written to Barbara Streisand when he was 14. And she wrote back. And it, um, it was very moving because there was a picture of her response and then a picture someone had taken of him but quite she, creepily. She didn't respond when he wrote the letter as no, a 14-year-old. She responded as an uh, aged Twitter woman, <laughs> and uh, which is, I think... I mean, it's that's only half a real response as well because she just goes, you're good in your movie. Yeah. It's like, mate. He invited you round his house when he was 14, with, probably without his parents' approval. Can you so, imagine that Barbara Streisand showed up at your house? Where's the pool? Where's Richard? He said, told me to come here to fuck him. <laughs> that would have been amazing if at the end it was P.S. Fuck me. <laughs> Not the weird bits of Shakespeare he wrote at the end. The subtext was, I was going to get fucked in Swaziland by a 14-year-old. <laughs> Don't tell me I came here for nothing. And it sounds like the kind of place where I could get away with that shit. <laughs> he told me no one would recognise me here. You'd have a different name by the time anyone cares about him. <laughs> so, uh, But Rashadi Grant, I was thinking about what he'd done, and I thought about my childhood heroes. And I remembered I'd written a letter to one when I was a young boy. Oh. And so I thought I'd write, uh, I'd read that letter. Because I already wrote it, so it's in the past now. In hopes of getting a response <laughs> yeah. now. So this is my childhood hero and the letter I wrote. I do hope that he or she responds. Dear third horse from the right in the Guinness advert. 
I sincerely hope this reaches your ocean paddock under the Polynesian waves. You don't know me yet, but I'm writing to offer you an idea you might like to consider. My name is Joseph, and I live in a small English village called Walken in southeast England. Since seeing the Guinness advert with you and all your friends trying to kill the surfers, we, my family that is, and I, have been very big fans. I've followed your career avidly. I've seen all your adverts. I am 10 years old. I read in the paper that you were feeling very tired and pressurised by your fame and failed murder of the surfer that eventually <laughs> makes it to the beach and has a little hug with all his friends in the advert. I'd like to offer you a two-week holiday or longer at our house, which is very beautiful, with a utility room and a magnificent view of the A1M, which the Hertfordshire people called the little A-road that could. I think you will agree when you see that it is connected to the Galleria Outlet Shopping Centre in Hatfield, which you certainly can't say for the much inferior A10 to the east. Here you can rest. No one will trouble you, and I assure you will not be mobbed in the street, as horses are ten a penny around here. So no one will be able to tell who you are, even though you're 20 feet tall and try to kill men in the sea. <laughs> Please consider this respite seriously. You will always be welcome. Yours very sincerely, and in anticipation of a hasty reply, Joseph. P.S. What do hooves taste like? You got a bit of hoof for little Joey? (laughs) (laughs) I'm only small. I won't take too much, and you got hoof to spare, being being so big and all. I just got to know what that thick fingernail you call a foot feels like on my 10-year-old tongue. (laughs) My taste buds will only be fresh and new for a few more years. This is the best chance I've got to get that full (laughs) flavor wrapped around my sticky mouth. (laughs) Swim your big horse ass over to England, trot around my house, and let me cut off some of your big circle shoe you grow down there. I need it. Is it salty? Does it grill evenly? Could I grate it over a salad bowl of my mother's famous Caesar? I need hoof. If you can't be asked to come and see your best boy fan, just send me a bit of hoof. We don't need to talk ever again, you fucking horse prick. I will keep writing until I hear clip-clops on my front porch. Or an ab- or an envelope absolutely thick with hoof. Don't fuck this up. Oh, that really took a turn in the P- in the PS. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I thought it was very heartfelt and nostalgic. I loved it. It's made me sweat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I take my jump you shouldn't off. laugh that much at your own <laughs> jokes. <laughs> Features. The regular features. These are the episodes of the Regular Features podcast. Their continuing mission to find a feature worth repeating. To seek out new features and regular features. To boldly feature where no feature had featured before. Regular featured before. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features.
just and now we introduce a remote feature written by Log in Absentia. Which we, as his willing puppets, shall perform for you tonight. And it's called The Fastest Body Swap Adventure in the World. <clears throat> nice synchronised throat clearing. It's real good. I hate you, Joe. I have no understanding of your life, and you disgust me for having different priorities. I feel the same way about you. I see no way we can respect each other, let alone be friends. Okay, so now that we've sorted that out, let's take shelter from this thunderstorm under a sheet of corrugated metal. I hope we don't get struck by lightning. Oh no! We just did exactly that! Who said that? You did! I mean, I did? What? Oh, gross! I've got spiders in my pockets! That is why I behave badly sometimes, because I am scared of the spiders in my pockets. I see. More to the point, why have my balls been dragged back and fingered into my asshole? That is why I sometimes do not treat you with respect because I'm fixated on the fear that birds want to peck my balls off through my paper trousers. I also see. I love you, Joe. I love you too, Steve. I think the only way to swap bodies back is to bust a nut into our reflections in a puddle. Then what are we waiting for? I'm gonna bust your wonky nuts faster than you can say heebie-jeebie. Oh no! The nuts must be bust at the same time. You created a temporal body swap rift and turned into a dinosaur. C'est la vie, baby. Hop onto my stags and let's do one last heist. What a strange man. <laughs> He's brilliant. I'm Gandalf and I put a spell on you because you're mine. The mines of Moria, that is. <laughs> Regular features. Joe. Mm. Uh, I bet you didn't know. I didn't. I'm actually something of a songsmith. Yeah, what? Yeah. Really? I'm always smithing songs on my song anvil. I was going to make an anvil joke, but <laughs> smithing really put me off. <laughs> yeah, I'm always hammering out tunes. Is that like the piano key necktie of anvils? Like, it's a big piano paint on it, but it don't do nothing. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it's like. Jeff. Easy. Um, so I've just, this morning... I woke up with another another tune fully formed in my head. Mm. They come to me in my sleep. You're like Bono. And lyrics, uh, they... By Bernie Taupin. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they flow into me much as milk would flow into my mouth <laughs> from a jug. From a jug, right? Yeah. I've always wondered what that jug is in your house, because it's always empty. <laughs> it's because you've had all the milk exactly. in the morning. Exactly. Milk and lyrics. It's all flowed right in. Um, so do you want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah? Wait, um, you haven't said... I don't know if you've said you've written one... Oh, no, you did say you'd write Yeah, one this morning I, I wrote up with one fully formed. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm always waking up with a fully formed one, Joe. I'm so sorry. Yeah? Carry on. Uh, here we go, right? It's called In the End. That's a Linkin Park song. 
I've never heard of it. I'm really glad that you've done this because I was going to spend ages <laughs> writing a song and singing <laughs> it to a popular tune. Uh, here we go. One thing, I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard you try. Keep that in mind. I designed this rhyme to remind myself of a time when I shat the bed. All I know, time is a valuable thing. Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings. Watch it count down to the end of the day when I shat my bed in a peculiar way. It's so unreal. Didn't look out below. Watch the shit fly right out my asshole. Trying to hold on, didn't even know. My sheets are filling up with my sticky brown flow. I kept everything inside, and even though I tried, it all fell apart. What it meant to me will eventually be a memory of the time when I did a shot. <laughs> it has, if the rest hasn't taken that long, I might try and put that to a backing track. <laughs> that might be hard to get to sync up from. Because on the way, on, whilst trying to think of a second feature, I just listened back to Gav doing the Harambe one. <laughs> and I was like, that's a gold mine we haven't been into for a while. <laughs> what song lyrics? Just writing bad song lyrics to karaoke tracks. Just call me Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, good, because he's Yankovic, so you've got the difference there. Oh, the is that how he says it? Mm. More, you know. Hi, I'm the monolith from 2001, A Space Odyssey. And I've got a bone to pick with you. Why aren't you listening to the Regular Features podcast? We had the Big Bang Theory, featuring adult Sheldon. We had young Sheldon, but CBS and uh, sitcom master Chuck Lorre have not yet figured out the branching interquill between young Sheldon and adult Sheldon. Mm. Uh, and I thought, well, if that's two of the biggest shows on TV. Two like, of the biggest Sheldons on yeah, TV. Yeah, they're huge. If you watch them on a the cinema screen. I went to a, a, the Warner Bros headquarters recently, and they had a chalk mural of young and adult Sheldon on their walls. What, like they died? Like, yeah. Like on they the were, walls? I've seen that for, like, John Lennon. <laughs> now it's whoever the guy that plays Sheldon is. Who's that guy? Jim Parsons. Um, and I thought, there's big money to be made in the teen Sheldon market. Mm-hmm. YA Sheldon. <laughs> um, and so I wrote a short script for what I think teen Sheldon could be about. I have accidentally written sort of the finale... But we'll get there, you know, as, as we get to it. All good pilots are finales, and they work backwards. But just before we start, um, I want you to play Teen Sheldon. And uh, I just want to, just let's workshop a voice, what you're going to go with for Teen Sheldon. Uh... <laughs> uh, give me a line to say. I need a line to say. Um, say, <laughs> I love physics and boobies. Because that's really what we're going for here. Okay. I love... No, that's the voice. No, I, I like that. <laughs> I love physics and boobies. Yeah, perfect. I like... Both the... booming, but also lesbian camp. Yeah, perfect. I'm into it. Right. <clears throat> Teen Sheldon. The finale. 
We open on Teen Sheldon's bedroom. Sheldon faces away from the camera in a chair, shivering violently. Big Mama Sheldon bursts into Teen Sheldon's room. I'm sorry, Sheldy, did I interrupt you discovering some kind of new integer? Teen Sheldon swivels in his office chair. His dong pokes above the top of his slacks. It is long and thin. It basically looks like a smaller Teen Sheldon. No, Mom, you interrupted me jerking my dick. Get out! (laughs) Ah, a test of maximum velocity as concerns the human musculature. Sheldy, you are such a bright spark. No, Mom, I skeeped some porno from behind the movie theater and now I gotta jerk my long, thin Sheldon dick. Oh, I understand, Sheldy. It's a natural impulse. I just ask that you apply some of that big brain power of yours to the process. I only want the best for you. I don't want to do experiments, Mom. I just want to shoot a big bazinga out of my little hole. I hate physics and math and playing piano. I just want to bust loads. Montgomery Sheldon. His first name's Teen. (laughs) I will not hear you disrespect school subjects in this house. I'm gonna go and make some food rich in omega-3, and if you aren't done dick farting ball slop when I get back, I will be ticked off. Get out! That was perfect. (laughs) His voice is breaking. I love it. Big Mama closes the door. Sheldon throws a spare Newton's cradle from his desk at the door behind her. As he does, Big Mama pokes her head back into the room. I love you, Shell. The Newton's cradle flies into Big Mama's face with a crack. The steel strings wrap around her head. (gasps) Mommy! (laughs) You're so good at this. Sheldon waddles to Mama's now limp body. Through a quirk of physics, Big Mama's head acts as a perfect midpoint for the cradle's balls, which were thrown into action by Sheldon. The twin principles of conservation of momentum and conservation of energy quickly see Big Mama's head clicked into a thick juice as Teen Sheldon watches helplessly. Mommy! I'm sorry! Seconds pass and all we hear is the squelch of executive toy on mulch. Eventually Sheldon stands up and looks directly into the camera lens. Mother, I am chastened. You wanted nothing but the best for me, and I was distracted by what? This? This long, long, thin penis I have. I will become your genius boy. I will become adult Sheldon. I know what must be done. He draws a knife from his shirt's top pocket and in one slice cuts off his long, thin dick. What a horrible story. And now we return to another of Log's dispatches. He's written no less than two scripts for us to read today, Joe. But also no more. But <laughs> just two. Just two. He's done two. <laughs> yeah. And if that's the best he can do, that's fine. He's got other shit on.
All right, so have we. So don't, don't bring it up with us that we could have done more as well, because we couldn't. We're both professional men. He has sent us two scripts from Nottingham, yes. where he is, and has left us to ourselves. To get our shit together. To get our chods on. <laughs> <laughs> it's good when you start a word and don't know where you're going. <laughs> Uh, this one's based on a podcast that neither Steve or I have listened to called <laughs> Scummy Mummies. <laughs> like, I wanted to cut that bit out. <laughs> no, 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 that's going in. <laughs> We've got to make clear we haven't heard it. Why is that a problem? It's a brilliant podcast and they're better than us, so it's punching up. Exactly. That's, that's, the, that's the thing that made me awkward about it because it's, it's very... <laughs> you're, the only, you're the only one who's checked this script <laughs> that... and you're making it because I haven't seen it yet. So I'm going sight unseen because you said it was brilliant. Uh, and it, what I'm doing is carefully apportioning all blame on you because yeah. it seems like you're really nervous about this. I'm saying, like, Log knowing that he wasn't going to be here when it was read out loud, I think has given, has emboldened him <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. Um, to do what? So to to write the following. Should we just read? Let's this find out what's going show. on. Welcome to the brand new podcast on the Regular Features Network about what colossal failures we are as fathers. This is Scabby Daddies, and we're going to be taking a refreshingly honest look at the trials that fathers like us face every day, and how we sometimes don't meet the basic requirements of decency and attentiveness that might, in a court of law, be considered to discharge our duty of care and leave us wide open to accusations of death, death by. Criminal neglect. So, what's your little type been playing this week? Fortnite, I shouldn't wonder. Oh, I took his Fortnite off him and cable tied his wrists together. Then I made him put his chin in his palms and say, I'm a stupid boy. My toddler was looking at me funny, so I drop kicked the nonce. My nine-year-old was watching a Peggy 12 stream on YouTube, so I grabbed him by the upper arm and said, Oh, you like grown-up stuff, do you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I made him watch that video where a bloke puts a glass jar up his ass and it shatters up there and he pulls shards out of himself while blood drips on the floor. I'm thinking of having a third kid, you know, for the human caterpillar. Uh, I've, I've actually got a confession, Joe. Hey, on me, Steve. I don't have kids. I just spend a lot of time imagining myself as a bad parent to limit the feeling of regret that I'm in my mid-40s, my family's dwindling... And soon it'll just be me. It's okay, Log. I, I mean, Steve, this is the last generation of humans. That's really kind, Joe. That really helps. Next week on Scabby Daddies, I'm going to give my kids laxatives, lock the toilet, and scream at them when they shit themselves. And I'll be staging a mock suicide for my nine-year-old to walk in on. <laughs> Well, goodness me, if that wasn't an episode of Regular Fachan. It certainly was. Can you imagine a better podcast hosted by two people and another guy elsewhere? (laughs) And damned if it wasn't more than 30 minutes long. I fucking hope so, Steve. (laughs) If you also like 30-minute-plus episodes of Regular Features, you could, if you were so willing and so bloody rich, go on patreon.com slash regularfeatures and give us... I don't know. Money, I suppose. Join the Patreon crew. Uh, it's a cool. <laughs> Is that what we call them? Yeah, it's a Patreon crew. Oh. What's, what'd you laugh when I said that? Because it f- sounded too uh, sincere for you. <laughs> Usually, you'd take the piss. The Patreon crew. Yeah, I just thought I'd, you know, make it feel like a little bit more of a community. Make it feel like we gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're really undermining. <laughs> 
the call to action, Joe. No, because there's two of us, I feel like we have to play good cop, bad cop with the readers. If you'd like to enable these this infighting, you can mm-hmm. go to patreon.com forward slash regular features mm-hmm. and either join the community in a wholesome way that I described yeah. or do whatever however Joe described it. Uh, you always tell us to come up with facts and then you sneer at us when we do it badly. Can I make you Fuck respond? Off. No. <laughs> Because you're scared. There's a reason why I ask you to do the hard work. I really reached out my hand like I was going to take your phone then, but I won't. All right, just give it. Just drop some names on me. So they're in different folders. You wouldn't be able to operate my phone properly, wouldn't they're, I? No, like some of them, are, some of them are in the updates folder, and one of them's gone to the promotions folder. Wow. So I don't know if. Uh, let me go. Let me read out the promotions guy. Okay. His name's David Wickham. David Wickham. And you must be, you must sell like PPI in his spare time because he goes into the folder that all my PPI emails go into. <laughs> so thanks a lot. Thanks, Dave. David Wickham. You come across as really untrustworthy <laughs> in my Gmail filters. <laughs> but thank you for supporting. But mostly the thank you. We've also got Chris Crow. <gasps> I know Chris Crow. You know Chris Crow. I know him from the tweets. I, I should have gone back with more K words or C words, so Whoa. to speak. Um, <laughs> That's not how he treats our new patrons. I know Chris Joe. Crow. You know Chris Crow? He's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And Sir Excelsion Frontbottom. Excelsion. Excelsion. Wow. Frontbottom. He, he upped his pledge by 20 cents. Whoa. Uh, with the aim of uh, getting his... Silly name read out on the podcast, so I hope you're happy. He upped his pledge by 20 cents, and we all like it over here on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. I thought it went well. Tune in next week for hopefully more of us. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. How long is this one going to be? It's not going to be long. (laughs) Fucking twenty minutes. Complaining. I really dragged out the last one by laughing at my own shit. That's great. That's worked out for us. I'm just gonna read my next one real slowly. Yeah, yeah. Those goons on Reddit don't get all up on her. Fucking. If we get it up to thirty-one minutes, who gives a shit? (laughs) Getting getting dragged on the subreddit. I can't believe we got dragged by those two people. (laughs) Should just leave all this in and then. Then it'll pump it and then it up. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be bigger. They, yeah, so well, be... if we are short, I'll put this at the end. Okay. <laughs> After the rest. Great. Cool. I hope you do. We'll see. Okay. Shall I do my feature? Yeah, please. Okay.